macros, mindset, and muscles. I'm Coach James. And I'm Coach Brittany. We're here to give you the truth about health and fitness. No gimmicks, no bullshit, just just facts. facts. All right, welcome back, macros, mindset, and muscles. Coach James, Coach Brittany. That's all I got. That's all you got? That's all I got today. That's the the grand intro intro today. It is. My name, your name. Well, great job. Thank you. (laughs) A for effort. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad that neither one of us can come up with something nice to say about that. (laughs) Well, it happened. All right, so we're here on our podcast today. Obviously, you're listening um, we're doing something a little different. We are previewing this recording in our women's community on Facebook. So we're going to give this a shot and see if we have any like commentators, whatever. Anyways, we're recording and we're live in the group at the same time. So we're going to see how this goes. We're merging the two things, the Facebook group. In the podcast. Yeah, just giving it a shot. So see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Y'all can watch me say dumb things. And you can see us not take a bunch of or do a bunch of redos. We don't uh, we don't really do that. So like no, I don't but, do a lot of editing on the sound like the tracks. Like once we record, I pretty much just make sure that the sound is good and then I post it. I don't take out pauses. I don't take out mess ups. Like it's pretty just straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, f- pretty raw. <laughs> pretty raw. <laughs> a little raw podcast. So today we wanted to talk about something that is very common amongst women, um, especially women who have families and young kids and um, things like that, you know, responsibilities. Um, we want to talk about how, you know, it's not selfish to take time for yourself Mm -mm. um i think it's a necessity and it's so easy as a woman um and i know men feel this way sometimes too but like we like we talk about most of the time we deal mostly with women so we want to address it like from a woman standpoint um you know we feel guilty taking away time from our families from our kids especially if our kids are young and maybe you have like a, a breastfeeding child or something and you know, you have this overwhelming sense of guilt. Like if you step away for an hour a day, like, oh, I could be spending time with my baby or I could be spending time with my husband at the end of the day or whatever, you know, Um, whatever your thought process is, like the guilt that you feel is the guilt that you feel. It's different from person to person, but it's not a reason to not take care of yourself. People feel like it makes them selfish if they go and, you know, spend an hour in the gym a few times a week or, you know, if they go on a run, whatever, whatever the case is, like whatever your thing is. But it's actually not. It's completely selfless. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I can't do that because I have to take care of the kids or I have to do this or I have to do that. And I respect that. Everybody, like, we all have 24 hours, but everybody's 24 hours looks different. So if you don't take care of yourself because you have all these things to do, what are you going to do when you can't do those things because you didn't take care of yourself? Mm. Is it one of of those days? (laughs) No, it's not one of those days. It's just, 
you st- I mean, w- when you start out, you're pertaining strictly to women, and I didn't want to just jump in and tell you how women should think and being a mom. And I mean, you're on the topic of that, so like, I didn't. I thought it was best if I just kind of kind of draw some mm's in there. And but it's it's true. Like, um, there, I can somewhat understand. Like, you feel like you have to make. You make sacrifices like for your family and things like that, but if you sacrifice yourself and your health, eventually, then you cannot be very much or very good to your family. You can't be that <clears throat> to be your best. You have to take care of yourself. You want to be the best mom to your child, like or best dad, um, best I had spouse, to, best spouse, brother, whatever you best in life. If you don't prioritize taking care of yourself, then you can't be anything to anyone else. You're going eventually. You're going to fall short, Um, and also like you keep losing. That's one thing that I've seen a lot. Like with uh, clients, is when they first come, they're like, "I've lost myself." They've lost their self, but and and what you mean by that is like they become like their identity is like being a mom like they don't have this sense of self it's just strictly like they identify as a mom or they identify as a wife and that title becomes their whole their whole their whole being yeah but you're still you you're still a person yeah and and they stop doing some of the things that they enjoyed and you know small things and things that um made them feel good about themselves because they just got so caught up in all these other things and like you said that I, their whole identity is now caregiver, caregiver or mom, instead of, you know, you're also a person and yeah. you still need, you know, you still can do these things that you enjoy and you got to take care of yourself. And, Period. you know, if you feel the guilt, like I can't do this because of whatever reason, and you feel like you can't do it for you. You know, if you got to use your kids as a motivator or your spouse as a motivator to get you going, then fine. So be it. Guess what? Your kids, they watch everything that you do. Yeah. They see everything that they that you do. They learn how to take care of themselves from you. So if you set the example and you lead the way, the things that you do will be normal and it won't be such a tedious task for them because it's a part of your everyday life. You know, cooking meals, having meals together as a family exercising regularly, um, you know, getting in steps, things like that. Like these things that you normalize will be normal to your kids. Yeah. And And also also like taking care of yourself. Like it, it starts transferring to other aspects of your life. Like say you you just start eating a little bit better or exercising a little bit or maybe getting up a little bit and taking a little time for yourself. Well, then your stress is a little bit lower and then you're a little more present with your kids and, what not like it, it just grows like improving it just goes across your entire life i know with me as a guy i know this is mainly women but for me for me to do well in every aspect of my life like i have to take care of myself because if i don't then my what do you want to call it my um i start feeling bad about myself i don't feel good about who i am i your don't confidence. my confidence is gone um, I start slipping down and feeling depressed, and which makes me want to do less. And then it just snowballs. But so there's a lot of times that you know I may not feel like doing these things or whatever. But I have to. I remember that if I, by doing those things, I do better overall in my everyday life. 
and I feel better and I'm a better partner and I'm a better dad. I'm a better dog dad. I'm a better whatever friend. Um, so like, but it all goes back to like taking care of myself. Yeah. It's not, it's not selfish. It's selfless. It's selfless. Because you are a better person when you are a well taken care of person. Yeah. You know, when your health is prioritized and you're not feeling like crap all the time, you don't feel low energy, you know, you feel more confident. You don't, you know, you're not making negative comments about your body in front of your kids because guess what? They pick up on that too. Oh yeah. You know? Um, if you're sitting there beating yourself down, like, what do you think your kids are going to learn to do? You know, how are they going to, when they look in the mirror, how are they going to talk to themselves? Would you want your kids to say the things, like say things to themselves the way that you say them? Yeah. You know, would you want them to neglect themselves and risk their health? You know, get lost in a title, you know, get lost in being a parent. Like, would you want to see your kids go through what you're going through? Because if the answer is no, which for most parents it would be, you know, then what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, really? And it doesn't have to be some crazy thing. We've talked about this time and time again, you know, um, setting a routine that's that's doable in your lifestyle. You don't have to go to the gym five days a week if that doesn't work for you. I mean, two days is two better days. than none, you know, yeah. set up your daily non-negotiables. My non-negotiables is, you know, protein, steps, sleep. Those are my non-negotiables. Like I'm going to get my sleep. I'm going to get my steps. Even if I am marching in place by the side of our bed at night, I will get my steps in. And that happens often. Yeah, you do. And I will stand there with my Kindle in one hand and my watch, my arm will be swinging while I march in place and I'll be reading, literally marching in place next to my bed (laughs) to get my steps in. And I'm sitting there just making funny jokes. Yeah. So I have like no, I'm like the worst person when people talk about not getting their steps in because I mean, like I get it that the day gets busy and it gets away from you because it does for me too, but I will make it a point to still like I said, stand there next to my bed and march to get my steps in. If I have too much steps to get in, then I'll go walk for 20 minutes on my treadmill. Yeah. Um, and I realize not everybody has a treadmill, too. So that's, you know, a different thing. But you could walk around your house. You can march in place. You could run in place. You know, I mean, yeah. there's there's a bunch of things that you could do to get them steps up. So one of the things that I did, like when at the beginning of my journey, was that my non-negotiable was I wasn't going to sleep in anymore. Something so simple, like, because I would sleep late and then I would get up and then I was, I would be behind or I would say, oh, I wish I would, had time to do all these things and, um, or all the stress of the day would happen or whatever it was. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start getting up early. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do. And I'd be alone and I would, work on some things that I wanted to work on, whatever that was, whether it was reading it or listening to it. Um, and it was a game changer. It was something I felt good. I was taking a little bit of time of the day out just for me for whatever I wanted to do. And then just kind of blew up into this, but that was my first thing. It's like, I'm just not going to sleep in anymore. I'm not going to oversleep and then lay in the bed and feel bad about myself. And I think it's important to say too, like, you know, when you start prioritizing, like waking up early, you also prioritize going to bed earlier because you're not, 
sacrificing sleep. Like sacrificing sleep is not, you know, something that you need to get in the habit of doing. Like sleep is just as important as everything else. And if you don't get enough sleep, then you're not going to see the results that you want. So sleep is important. So if you want to get up in the morning, then you need to prioritize getting in bed on time. You know, that means stop scrolling on your phone. You know, maybe you don't watch as much TV. Um, You know, whatever your thing is at night, however you unwind. You know, the first first few days or maybe in the first week, it's going to be, it's going to be new. It's going to be difficult. You're going to be like, but after a few days of getting up early, you're going to want to go to bed earlier. (laughs) You're you know, eventually it's going to play out. Like you you can go with a little sleep or whatever, and it's not good. But eventually it catches up to you, and you learn the, easy, the hard way or the easy way. And if, for me, I just started like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm just going to go to bed earlier. And then, you know, now it's just like routine now. We go to I bed mean, at the same time, wake <laughs> up at the same time, weekend, holidays. It doesn't matter. Like 6.30 rolls around, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm getting in bed. And... um you know, I might get in bed at 6.30, but I don't go to sleep at 6.30. Right. Usually about 7.30, between 7.30 and 8, we're falling asleep. But it takes me about, you know, an hour to wind down. You know, I read a little bit, let my brain shut down. Um, I put my phone down. Get your feet rubbed on. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Get my feet warmed up. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Icicles. <laughs> Icicle toes and fingers. Yeah, we've we have a routine, and it getting up early is just our routine now. Going to bed, like it's just, and we feel better. We have, you know, we're rested for whatever we need to get done the next day. Like, um, we're very routine people. And your routine might not have you getting up as early as we do, and and that's okay. Like some people don't. You know, James goes to a part-time job a few days a week, and he leaves earlier. So we get up earlier. I start trading clients earlier. So I get up earlier. You know, I have to have that little bit of me time before I start my day. And that makes me a better person for it because I'm more alert for my clients. Um, Half the time, they still get me in sweatpants and, you know, baggy hoodies and stuff. But whatever, that's a topic for another day. But it was like it's like starting your day with intention. Like, okay, I'm I'm choosing to get up. Like, this isn't like a requirement, but like it, for me, I had this sense of empowerment when when I chose to get up. Nobody was making me, so like it, my my uh, correlation with waking up early wasn't a negative one because it was by choice. And um, like I said, same with me. Like I, getting up earlier, I'm more awake. I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's James talking. James Pat. James talking. <laughs> 2.0. All right. Well, I mean, that's probably the most you've said in a while, so I'll take it. <laughs> oh, right. I don't know if it made any sense, but I said it. It made sense. It made good sense. It, I talk it sense good. good. <laughs> I, I talk good. I read good, too. Um, but, yeah, you know, taking care of yourself, it, it, is, not, it is not selfish. It's, it's not even optional. You only get one life to live and yeah. the quality of the life that you get to live is, is up to you and the choices that you make, you know, you can be in the not greatest of life situations and still take care of yourself, you know, like the, like spiritually, the, 
physically. Emotionally. Yeah. And I mean, even if finances are hard and maybe you can't get a gym membership or you don't have equipment at home, like there's still things that you can do to take care of your body physically. Get outside, go for a walk, do some sprints, go to a park. Um, You know, there's a a park out here uh, called Shelby Farms and they have an outdoor like workout area. And there's a lot of parks that have similar things to that you know go use park equipment for a workout you know hang from some monkey bars do some pull-ups do some push-ups on the slides quarantine workouts yeah i I, I did it i mean do you know there's uh, the sky is the limit but there's no reason why you can't prioritize your health it it's it's not optimal you can't say that enough it's not optional you know you see people post the you know, everyone says they would die for their kids, but would but you live, live for, for them? them? And, you know, and that's a great, I mean, I've seen it a hundred times, but still, it's such a great thing to think about. It's like, yeah, I would die for them. Okay, but would you put in the daily effort to have, you know, more years with your children and to show them a better, a healthier way of living? And more active More years. active. I think that's the biggest thing because, you know, we do all this in the sake of our kids and the sake of our families, but we don't, we're just focused on the now. Yeah. We're not focused on the long-term repercussions of the inaction. You know, if you don't take care of yourself now, you know, what are you going to do when your kids have kids? And, you know, you're the grandparent that can't go on family trips. You're the grandparent that can't walk, you know, without hitting an inhaler or, you know, sitting down every 15 minutes, you know, is that the life that you want to live? Or do you want to be the grandparent that keeps up that can get down on the floor with the grandkids without thinking twice about it, without your knees aching or fear of, you know, not being able to get back up. Like if you can't get down and up on the ground, that's a problem. That was one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life was, um, when my grandfather was alive, uh, we got a phone call that he had fell. And so we, he, they lived close to us and cause we were helping take care of them and getting there. And he was just on the floor. He was on the floor. He wasn't injured, um, but he was just crying. And it, I mean, it's really tough to even talk about. Um, but he, at that time, he just realized that he couldn't get himself back up off the floor and like, it was devastating to him. It was devastating to, you know, as a man, like just that would hurt. I know that had to hurt really badly. Yeah. And like, I know one day something down the road that's going to happen, you know, I'll be able to do less and less, but I want to prolong that as much as possible be able to do things and get around. And, you know, if, if I do take a little tumble, I can get myself back up, you know, instead of having to, have someone come help. I think that's such a big thing and it's overlooked a lot too. Um, I work with a lot of, you know, um, women hitting their golden years. I'll say golden years. Um, and even in my, like in, when I first started training, I worked at a corporate gym and I worked with a lot of different people. And, you know, I worked with people who were coming out of like chemotherapy. I worked with, clients who like came out of a stroke and I had to help them like, you know, just get physically active and barely like learn to walk again. 
Um, I had clients that were so obese, like they couldn't get down and up off the floor. And these little basic things were the things that I focused on. I didn't focus on, you know, the craziest movements, exercises, anything like that. It was basic. It's like, okay, today we're going to just march in place. And you know what? You're going to hold these weights above your head. You know, yeah. just something simple. Today we're going to sit down to this bench and we're going to stand up and we're going to do that, you know, four sets, whatever. Yeah. Just basic things that, you know, they're like, well, I thought I was going to be doing this. I'm like, but you told me that you can't do this. What are you going to do if you're by yourself and you can't get up? Yeah. You know, cause that's, that's the real question. Um, like, what are you going to do in these situations? If you don't have the strength, you know, the core strength, the upper body strength, the leg strength, like you have to be able to do just basic stuff. Like in life, yeah we we want to we want to be strong for life, you know. For just to, life's going to happen. There's going to be things that come up. You're going to be going through things. Accidents are going to happen. We're all going to get older. Like we just want to meet life at the most prepared way possible. I have a I have a client. Um, everybody's going to know this client's name by now because I talk about her so much. She's been with me so long, uh, Dealey. And, you know, I probably mention her like once an episode because there's always some, family. there's always some she's, life she's lesson family. that I can like address from my experience with Dealey. And a few years ago, when was it? She it was in 2020. She broke her wrist um, in a training session. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't because I was having her do some crazy exercise. She just tripped over her shoe, like her foot caught a bench, and she fell, and she fell back, and she broke her wrist. Um, you know, she has osteopenia, so she has a little bit of bone density loss, but over the years, like, we've been able to maintain her bone density with strength training. She came out of that. She had a, she had a full arm cast on, uh, a forearm cast, and then... She came out of that, and after recovering everything, just a few months later, she did her very first push-up yeah. in her life. So, it was like, I mean— I love that video. I do, too. It's one of my favorites. You know, these are things that you have to think about. Like, falls are going to happen. Um, you know, it's it's likely that you're going to injure yourself, whether you're in the gym or not. But your recovery and how you respond to that, it will depend on the things that you're doing. You know, had Dealey not had been lifting weights and, you know, feeling her body properly, getting enough protein in, she probably wouldn't have recovered as fast, yeah. you know, and still be as strong as she is. So you get to decide how that goes for you. Yeah. What kind of what quality of life would you like to have? We're not talking about setting records in the gym and we're not talking about like competing in any kind of like bodybuilding we're talking about just what you what kind of day-to-day life do you want to have in your future you know do you want to be able to tend to your garden and pick weeds and play with your kids and grandkids on the floor or mow your own grass or you know do you want to be bed bound i mean think about what you love to do right now that's an active thing maybe you like going kayaking maybe you like walking 
maybe like walking your dog. Maybe you like going yeah. to the dog park. Maybe you like hiking. Okay. And imagine that you continue neglecting, you know, your strength. You continue neglecting your nutrition and all of these health conditions compound and you can't do that thing that you love anymore. Yeah. Because you're bound by a walker or, you know, maybe your lung capacity isn't good or maybe, you know, your nutrition, you just put on so much weight that you physically can't do these things anymore. Because that's what will happen if you don't take care of yourself. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about loving yourself. I mean, you deserve, you should, you deserve a fulfilled Active, as active as you want to be life. And you, you deserve can, to do it in a body that you feel good in. This is the only one we get. This it's, is it. It's not yeah. a, it's not a privilege to take care of yourself. No, it's a, it's a it's obligation. A yeah. It's a necessity. You know, like I, my body is beat up and has screws and had pins and multiple surgeries over the years from accidents and accidents and accidents. And, uh, you know, I ache and I have issues at times, but, that's why I do everything I can now, like just to keep myself active and moving and doing things. And <clears throat> I, I, I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop being able to do stuff. whether that's just walk with my girl, holding her hand, or whatever that she asked me to do. Because <laughs> there's going to be some honey to do list. And I don't want to subcontract that out. Like I, that's my job. Speaking of the honey to do list, I'm off today. No, <laughs> I'm off today. <laughs> Today's not an off day. It's off day. It's a no. But see, I feel the same way because you know there are times when I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know, like I want to go in the gym. I don't want to do that. I don't want to take my steps. I want to eat like that. And sometimes I don't. But most of the time, I can reason with myself. And know why I'm doing it, like, for the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, especially when I don't have, like, a deadline goal. Like, I'm not competing or training for a race or whatever. You know, it's just me against me. Um, You know, I have kids, too. My kids are getting older, so they're not as dependent as they used to be. But there was a time when my son Ryder was very... Clingy, he was a breastfed baby. He didn't want to stop, you know, being breastfed until he was almost two years old. And even then, like, he would want to be touching me all the time. And I was, like, touched out. Like, he would have to have his hand, like, down my shirt Mm. when we stopped breastfeeding. So it's like you have all these, you know, demands of you as a mom. And then, like, if you're a stay-at-home mom and stay-at-home wife and you're doing all that. And if you work, too. You know, like, there are a lot of women who have all the responsibilities of, you know, being the main caretaker and, you know, the cook and the cleaner and everything else. And then they still work, whether they work at home um, from home or they leave the house to work. You know, it's there's a lot of stress and responsibilities that fall on the woman. There's a lot of pressures, a lot of societal pressures. I understand that. And yeah, I believe that. I know that, like, for men, that there are pressures as well, you know, to be a good provider and things like that. Um, but I think that, you know, we're still in this, like, area where we're trying to, like, break things that were, like, in the 50s and 60s, 60s 
You know what I mean? Like the pressure for women to be everything and still be expected to work out of the house and be equal partners. And that's, I'm not saying that's like the case here, but there are women in the like situations. Yeah. And in today's world, it's not the same as it was back in the sixties and seventies where you could live on one majority, majority of families could survive and thrive to a certain degree of having their owning a house Having a vehicle, groceries, kids on one income. Now it's, it's mul- tough mul- on two. Mul- yeah, multiple people in that household need to have probably multiple forms of income, like to thrive. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we know this. Yeah. I mean, we both have multiple sources of income. Yeah. I, and like, it's it's tough. Like, it is tough out there. So I can understand that. It's t- it is, and you know, you, you're a mom, and you you. You have multiple businesses of like with your photography and your and your uh, trip advising, on top of running our coaching business all from home, and you know, take care of, of the grocery shopping if I'm not home, and preparing meals and all these things. Like it's it's so much, it's so much, but yeah. you still find a way to get done, even if you have to march beside the bed in and- your in your in your night clothes, just with your notebook in your hand or your. Sorry, I'm getting a little loving from the dog. Kai, get down. He's going to make noise. He's so sweet, though. He's so sweet. But he's going to mess something up. Yeah, he is. But you do so much, and you find a way to make it And, make and it I've work. had to adjust. I've had to. I've talked about this in the live. Like, I've had to pivot, you know, a lot with the expectations of myself and like recognize where I am, like in my seasons and stuff. And like right now I'm in a season where my workouts are like three times a week where I've been in seasons where, you know, like in prep where I was working out five, six times a week. And like that was doable for me. And I just, I'm not in a season right now where five to six days a week is doable for me because the responsibilities that I have are so much higher. Like I feel a lot more pressure, like with business and the economy and things like that. So, you know, I have to shift my priorities and that's okay. Like you can do that, but you still don't put yourself on the back burner. You just adapt. Yeah. Because you're looking out for your overall health. You're looking out for your mental health and everything that involves with it. Like knowing and being honest with yourself of where you are and where you're at at the, in the moment and help like negate some of this stress. Like if I was, with me, like I'm not recovering as fast. I'm I'm maybe more physical at work and pushing these things. And I also dialed it back. You know, if I had tried to do like we did before, you know, five six days a week cardio every single day and blah 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 blah. Like, is that good for me over in the long run? No, it's the, whatever season you're in. You know, there are going to be other seasons. And being honest with yourself of where you actually are versus where you. You know, you might want to be there, but is that going to be what's best for you in the long run? You know, just approach it with them. Um, just being honest with yourself. I don't know what else I was going to say about that. I lost it. Sounded good, though. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I read it all in a book one time. <laughs> I don't buy that one. <laughs> That's how you know I'm lying. I don't read. I, I know. It was, was it a picture book? <laughs> that I would believe. Yeah, it had like, like this dog that was talking. and <laughs> Something to do with Goosebumps. I don't know. Goosebumps. R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein. I still didn't read one of those. 
Oh my gosh. Didn't have any pictures. <laughs> so basically what we're saying is, is it's not selfish to take care of yourself. And you've got to let go of that mentality. You know, if you can't do it for you, do it for the ones you love and the ones who love you. You know, if something happens to you, what are they going to do? Um, because that's that's the reality, you know? Um, you can't handle everything all the time. It's okay to step back. It's okay to let your partner help. It's okay to ask your partner for help. It's okay to, you know, like... Tell your partner, like, I can't do this all by myself. Like, I need an hour for myself. Like, I need to go do this for me, for us. Yeah. And if your partner loves you, they will make that happen. They They will support you in any way that they can. They may be ecstatic that you ask them. You know, like, I think I even asked you not too long ago, like, hey, would you want me to take the kids, like, out? (laughs) You You did. I was like... Why? <laughs> Would you like, I, I was like, I could take them to, like, to a movie or something if you just need, you know, a few hours or whatever to yourself. And you're like, no. It's like, are you going to be there I, with me? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I can't go. But it was, it was that. It's like, hey, if you ever need a moment or some hours or a day or whatever it is, like, please tell me. Like, I'll, I'll make that happen. Like, and chances are, like, your partner will too. Yeah. Um. If not, then there's bigger issues and you probably need to go to like therapy and address these things with your partner. But your partner should love you and want the best for you, just like you should love your partner and want the best for them. You know, if the situation were reversed and your partner came to you saying, hey, like, I know that I worked all day. I know I worked really hard, but I'm going to go to the gym for 45 minutes. Like you should do your best to be a supportive partner and be like, okay, like. I love you. I'll see you when you get home. Yeah. Like that's, it's such a, it's a reasonable request. Like it's a simple request. Like you're not, I, I really think if, if you ask anybody, like they'd be more than willing to go. Yeah, I got this. Just please just go ahead. I got this. Just come back. Eventually I think it just come comes back. from like mutual, mutual respect, like with your partner. If there's not mutual respect, then I can see why there would be like issues and things like that. But I know when you, like, tell me, like, I'm going to go to the gym after work. I'm like, okay, have a good workout. Yeah. You know? But I think it's also, like, some people don't want to, you know, they they feel like they have to be strong. They have to, this is my job to handle this. and Like they have to carry the weight of the whole team. No, this is my job. Yeah, I have to uh, carry this weight myself. Um, nobody else can carry it. And that's not, not true. It's not, I mean, if you are in a relationship, like, y'all are equal partners. Yeah, hundred, 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 and yeah. You help carry each other, and you lift each other up, and you want the best for each other because the best for each other is also what's best for you as a whole. Yeah, when you win, we win. Exactly. If I win, we win. Yeah. So it's we. No matter what, we're always going to win if we're working together. Yep. So, take care of yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Do it for you. Do it for your kids. Do it for your loved ones. You know, the people that you fight so hard for. Fight for yourself just as hard. Whatever your why is, just just focus on that. Let it drive you. And and your why is not, I want to lose 10 pounds. I'm sorry. That is not your why. That's not. That'll come and go. That's nothing. That doesn't last. It's got to be deeper than that. 
even you know i've seen people a lot of people that get, find their way into uh, fitness and stuff um from negative emotion like they've gone through a terrible breakup or heartache or trauma whatever even that eventually fades it does <laughs> and and we've talked about this yeah. eventually that even that will fade you have to find something that will that will keep you there and for me it went from negative and bad things to love i think that's a good way to put it because it's like you might get into it initially because of some negative thought most people do get into fitness because they're insecure about something about themselves right I was. whether it's their their weight their body type their you know their lack of like shape you know maybe they're smaller skin and bones um whatever it is usually it's because there's some type of insecurity and along the way in that journey if you embrace the process you stick around because you love yourself you yeah. love this version of yourself you change you grow you do. not not just your body but you grow as a person if you allow it yes. if you allow yourself if you're just going in and you're just doing it to do it to say i worked out and you know, you still go home and you criticize yourself and you talk badly about yourself, you know, if you, if your you're motive, not embracing the whole process. Yeah, if your motives have, you know, I'm doing this so I can show so-and-so out and prove them wrong, uh, I, that may have got you going, may have got you in there. But like you're saying, once you get going and you, and you embrace the process and you grow and you start to love yourself and you do this because you love yourself and you feel better about yourself, and uh, it's a beautiful process, and I hope that, and I always encourage people to to stick with it. Like it's not always easy; there are tough days, but if you are in a storm, it will end. Did you just come up with that one? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm throwing strikes today. I know. Look at you. <laughs> On this that she, note, that's why she doesn't let me talk very much because. <laughs> We'll have to start charging for this podcast. <laughs> You're so, so for two ninety nine, you can <laughs> you can tune into the James podcast, James podcast, the James and Ryder podcast. Oh, which is the comic book, which uh, is the comic book podcast. Yeah, Ryder and I, he, you know, he's eight years old, and we sitting here and did a podcast about comic books and comic book movies. It was yeah, fun. It was cute. All right. So that was a great episode. I hope that it helps somebody out there. Um, I hope that you all take something from it and it helps. Just know that you're not alone in those feelings of guilt, whether you're a female or a male, like yeah. woman, a man, everybody. We, we both go through this. Yeah. And this they're, not you know, gender specific. Exactly. And there are men who are stay at home dads too. So I would imagine that they, feel some type of way as well. Like it's okay to ask your partner for help. It's okay to express your needs to your partner and what you feel like you're missing or what you need for yourself. Um, obviously there's a way to communicate this effectively without like, fighting. I see, I can't even like relate to that anymore because we don't fight. Like we you talk, want to, no, we talk a lot of shit. Oh yeah, we do talk a lot of shit. <laughs> but we don't, we don't fight, you know, no, um, and then we but we're also, receptive to each other's feelings and we communicate very well. Yeah, we, we talk a lot of crap, but it's all in fun. And when there is something that's really bothering one of us, like we know exactly when to, to draw that line and like when some support is needed. 
I don't know. Sometimes you'd be pushing those buttons. I'd be like, no, seriously, See, stop. That's only because I know the and line's a little bit further. going, and I'm like, no, seriously, stop right now because I'm going <laughs> to lose my shit. That's how I show my love. Show less. <laughs> show less. <laughs> love, me, love me less. Love me less. That's like me when you put your cold, cold-ass toes on me. But that's what you're here for. Wow. Didn't see that in the job description. It is totally in the job description of every husband ever. Well, I guess I'll uh, I'll carry that burden. Okay. All right. Well, great topic. Thanks for showing up today. You're welcome. I'm I'm glad you could be here uh, to hear some of these words of wisdom that I dropped on everybody. I know. It was crazy, crazy, crazy stuff you dropped today. All right. It was a great podcast. All right. Well, until next time. I'm James. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Macros, Mindset, and Muscles. Until next time. I'm James. I'm Brittany. We're We're out. out.